0: Okay, everyone. We are here today with Bianca Woods. Um, She is a connection of mine um, through Twitter. Um, We both have a mutual friend, and that's how we found each other. Um, And I wanted to give you the opportunity today to hear a little bit about her um, and learn a little bit more about some of her passions. Um, So with that, Bianca, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Sure, and thanks for having me here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Bianca Woods. I have Two roles right now. First is I am the Senior Manager of Programming with the eLearning Guild. Uh, so we put on a lot of online and in-person events for people in L&D and my role with them is to work on programming the content for that and helping speakers and encouraging new people to share their voices as well. Uh, then as sort of my side gig, I also have a company called uh, Clever Raptor and what I do with that company is I do uh, instructional design and presentation design consulting as well.
0: Awesome, awesome. So tell me, how did you know what is the story of you? Um, You know, how did you get where you are? How did you get these dual roles? Um, Yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, So I originally trained to be a classroom teacher. Uh, I taught art and I did that for a year in Central Florida, but then was sort of desperate to move back home to Toronto, Canada, which is where I was born and raised, uh, and moved back only to find there were no teaching jobs. So, uh, you know, I was working at trying to get back into teaching, frustratedly working as an EA to pay the bills, and I was talking about the situation to someone I had just recently met, and he said, well, well, why aren't you looking at instructional design jobs? And, you know, I I probably made a strange face and and looked at him because I had no idea what he was talking about. I didn't know what instructional designer was because it's not something they tell you about when you're training to be a teacher, but I looked into it and got really excited about the possibilities. Uh, I went back to grad school, got a degree in, um, it's a mouthful, uh, education, media, design and technology, which is essentially just how to use technology and media to teach people stuff, and started working as an ID with one of the big Canadian banks up here. Had a lot of really interesting roles with them Also did a bit of uh, presentation design consulting while I was there as well. There's a lot of really good overlap between instructional design skills and presentation design skills. Uh, And then ended up segueing into working with the eLearning Guild, uh, which is uh, an organization I had been doing conference talks at for quite some time. It was really exciting to get that job, but I wanted to still make sure that I was doing instructional design and presentation design myself, which is why I sort of came up with this other company that I could do that on the side as well.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's so funny that our stories are very similar. So I didn't start out in, in art education, but um, I too kind of fell into instructional design by accident. And just like you, it's, I kind of like, when people started talking to I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like people do that for work. (laughs) Um, And just, you know, for me, I didn't even know that I could be artistic or creative or anything like that because it was, you know, like, K through twelve, you know, they don't really Mm -hmm. teach about like visual design and graphic design and you know all that kind of stuff. They just tell you that art is painting or you know drawing or whatever. And I wasn't particularly good at those things, Um, so it's interesting that that you kind of fell into this. Um, For you, what do you think the the biggest I guess similarities are between presentation design versus? Um, e-learning or instructional design courses?
1: Yeah, well, I think there's two big things that for me they have in common. First is you have to tell a compelling story uh, that ties into what your audience is interested in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't just say whatever you want, display data, and just hope for the best. You need to really understand who is this content for? What do they care about? What do they not care about? What do they already know? What do they not know? what going to be compelling for them and in order to make something that's going to be meaningful to them and and stick with them. And Mm -hmm. that's across the board, whether it's e-learning or a presentation, you have to really think about the person who you're designing for. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, As well, I think both great presentations and great e-learning leverage visuals to communicate information in efficient ways.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There are so many times where you've got a concept or an idea where it would take you sentences to explain it, or just a simple graphic. And there's so many powerful ways where we can simplify the content we're sharing by leveraging graphics in a thoughtful way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So talk, we talked a little before mm-hmm. um, about visual design, and I'm, I'll be honest, I could totally geek out right now on visual <laughs> design. Um, but what do you think are the fundamentals? What do people really have to when they think of visual design, what are the things that they need to, at a very basic level, focus on?
1: Yeah, and I think this is a really big challenge in both instructional design, presentation design, any time where we ask people who don't have formal training in design to do design tasks, is we have this, this idea of confusing creativity and artistic skill. And people go, well, I can't paint, I can't draw, kind of like what you were saying earlier. So clearly I'm not creative. And that's not what creativity is. I mean, you have to use creativity to draw and paint, but creativity is just sort of finding new connections, new uh, ideas, what have you. And I think we all do that in the work we do. We just might not think of it as creativity. Mm -hmm. And then what you have to do is once you can get people past that idea of, no, you can be creative, you can handle some of this visual design stuff, even if you aren't uh, a trained graphic designer, some of it is just teaching people uh, some really quick good, um, just simple concepts from graphic design that anyone can learn how to use. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the things that I tend to start out with when I'm helping people uh, work on their graphic design skills, especially the people who go, I am not an artistic person, is things like um, being thoughtful about uh, the font that you use, Mm -hmm. not using too many. I usually suggest one or two top. Um, If you use two, use them consistently. So one for your headers, another one for your your body text. Uh, Another thing I recommend to people is figure out a color palette. One Mm -hmm. thing that inexperienced people tend to do when they're doing um, graphic design is use a lot of colors without consistency, Mm -hmm. which can make it look chaotic. And if you have a color palette, which is just a small section uh, of colors that you use consistently throughout a project and that all look good together, it gives you rules about what colors you're using and when. So you could be like, all right, I have this color palette of six colors. That first color, I am always using that for my headers. That second color, I'm always using it for um, background fills, that sort of a thing. So it simplifies the colors you're using and helps you use them in a way that feels consistent to your audience and is kind of hard to mess up, mm-hmm. which is always reassuring if you're not someone who's really comfortable with your color use. I trying some other things I like to talk to people about is grid layout. That's a really, really easy one. If you're not comfortable with laying out things on a page or on a slide, is to leverage a grid. And grid designs are something graphic designers use. They'll use really complicated ones. I recommend if you're just getting started, you can do just break up your area into a, a three by four grid and then put different kinds of information in one or more of the grid squares. It helps mm-hmm. it keep your design look really organized. You can't fit too much or too little. Keeps it from being chaotic, which is something that I think is, can be a real problem and keep everything sort of in alignment because mm-hmm. you want things to look clean and tidy and having crisp lines delineating where this kind of content goes versus that kind of content. That can help a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you talked about, you know one thing that beginners often do is use tons of different colors mm-hmm. and not con- use them consistently are there any other things that you see that are you know simple to fix no-nos
1: um yeah so image use is an interesting one i think that's kind of right up there with um font choice and colors on it happens a lot it's super mm-hmm. easy to fix yep so Beginners tend to use images in um, ineffective ways. Uh, I'll see, let's say, we're doing presentation design. I'll see a slide and it's got half a dozen images on it, all of which are very like might be slightly related, but it's just can I cover the the screen with as many images as possible? And that's it's not terribly effective, uh, particularly if those images don't look like they go together. I usually recommend people use less images and make sure they're really high quality, really well connected to the topic. Um, Using images that aren't connected to the topic is a a big one where people are like, oh, I just want it to look attractive. Mm -hmm. But if you're putting an image there, it should be doing something to help your message, even if it's just reinforcing your message or hopefully it's helping to add some additional context. Uh, So you wanna make sure that if a visual is there, it has a job Mm -hmm. and it's connected to what you're doing. People also will sometimes warp images to make them fit into a spot on the screen, so they'll stretch them out, and so it'll um, either make the image look really pulled out tall or pulled out wide. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have a graphic design background, you'll notice that. And mm-hmm. it's one of those really, really quick ways where someone can look at something that's designed and go, oh, that just wasn't made by a professional graphic designer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's one of those things where I recommend always um, you know, if you need to make an image larger, keep the scale the same. Uh, if the image you have doesn't fit in the spot you need it to, don't warp it to make it fit. Either crop it to make it fit, or pick another image if it really doesn't work in that spot. Right. And then uh, you want to, with images, you want to avoid things that you've seen eight million times before, things that are kind of trite. Uh, I just, the example I always use, because I, I hate it so much, is when you're trying to look for an image that uh, represents globalization and global workforce, what have you. And you've got an image of a globe and then two hands shaking in front of the globe. Oh, that's my favorite
0: one. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's just, it's been done so many times. And if you're using an image that's been, you, people have seen too much, it just, it doesn't even register for them
0: mm-hmm. or they'll
1: look at what you've created and go, well, that's, Kind of played out or that seems dated mm-hmm. yep, and so what it is rash. about looking for sources of images that don't feel trite um, with group photos people tend to respond pretty poorly to ones that look like obviously staged
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: basically anything you remember as clip art from the 90s avoid
0: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> and you know, it used to be like even five years ago difficult to do this, if you were on a budget, you were usually pretty much stuck with whatever clip art and um, and photos that you you had at your organization. Now there are so many free resources online for photos that are licensed for you to use. But uh, mm-hmm. you don't, they either don't have to pay any money for, or you only have to pay a minor amount of money for.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, there's so many good resources in yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So how does all this I know you said you started your own consulting business mm-hmm. so you could continue to do some of this ID. But does do you take this into your role at the eLearning Guild also? Or do you are they very separate?
1: No, they're they're pretty similar. It's it's interesting because when I used to uh, just be someone who spoke at eLearning Guild events, the thing I spoke about most was visual design. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sort of followed me there. So it's it's something people on my team know I'm keen on, and I like participating in. Uh, we have our own graphic de- design department; they're phenomenal. But uh, when I have a chance to add my voice, I, I love to. Um, with the, I'm on the programming team, and sometimes we're doing stuff on our own. It's lovely to be able to use my skills for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, obviously, when we're taking a look at any kind of presentations and you know, we're evaluating ones that are specifically on visual design, graphic design. Uh, it's nice to be able to use that ex- extra bit of expertise to evaluate those proposals. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've, you know, only on occasion, but I've helped speakers with their, with their decks on occasion where they were really stressed out and looking for someone to help them make a deck that matched the story they wanted to tell.
0: Right.
1: And that's, you know, it's not a regular part of my job, but I really love being able to do that.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. That's something that I really enjoy too. You know, I remember at some, you know, past employers, it would just be someone's working on a presentation <laughs> and they really want to I don't know, win that grant or they yeah. really want to sell whatever, you know, and just kind of having them come to me and, you know, ask, can you help me tell my story or, you know, um, my visuals, you know, I, I know what I want to say, but it's just not translating onto paper or, you know, or onto the screen, you know, and just, you know, for me, something that I love helping people with, you yeah. know, like I would do it, I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say this, but I would do it for free because I like it doing it that much, you know?
1: So. But it's a valuable skill. You should be paid appropriately for it.
0: <laughs> you hear that, everybody? No. I'm yeah. Just <laughs> no,
1: and it, it's, and this is something that we chatted about before we started the recording of, you know, a lot of people have, the rough idea of here are the information I need to get across and they're just not sure when it comes to presentation design, how do you do that effectively? They can look uh-huh. at the wrong decks and often know something isn't quite, quite right, uh-huh. but they can't articulate anything more than, well, I know it isn't working uh-huh. and it's really nifty to be able to go in and help coach people on that because right. I mean, I did some of that um, design consulting on presentation design at my last role at the bank before I took on this job. And, you know, a lot of it was helping to coach people to learn these skills themselves. And they, they walk into that room thinking, there's no way I can learn to do this. Bianca's just going to make my deck for me. It's all good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and yes, I would help them make their deck. But we'd start off the conversation, not about how do we want your slides to look, but what's the story you're trying to tell? We'd get that all down pat first and then start talking about the visuals. And then I'd talk them through my process so they could start learning to do some of this themselves
0: right exactly exactly yeah and and the biggest thing for me is getting them to think in that different way mm-hmm. you know there's so many people you know you meet with them and they, it's just all about sell 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 or yeah. you know give statistics or you know whatever and it's taking them back and helping them really understand you no know, it's about telling a story you know and and you know sometimes i um you know work with people to build presentations um And they come to me and they say, well, you know, you don't you don't have on your resume that you that you do presentation (laughs) development or, you know, whatever. And you're an instructional designer. And it's like, yeah, but they're they're the same thing because you're telling a story and you're teaching your audience something that you want them to walk away with. Whether it's why your product is great and they should buy it or, you know, this is how you know, the service I provide is going to help your business. It's the same. You're teaching them something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so important. And the other thing I feel like is so often when these people come to me, they're all stressed out and they say, well, I put this together and it looks horrible (laughs) or, you know, whatever. And 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 the first thing I always say is it's don't worry about it. It wasn't your job to know you, your, your job was, to sell this product yeah. or you know whatever your 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 job wasn't to build a PowerPoint you know so let's take it back let's let's focus on how we can we can make it better and you know get you to think in a different way to create this and then that seems like they they calm down usually at yeah. that point <laughs> well, it, it,
1: it's funny because so many people go oh I hate PowerPoint blah 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 but so much of it is you have people who don't know they haven't been trained in any kind of skills about storytelling or graphic design. Who are given the software because it's pretty much on all of our computers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and it's no wonder that there are a lot of really kind of awful PowerPoints out there because it's it's a skill set to build them, and a lot of people who are asked to make them don't have that skill set. Don't even realize it's something that they can work on, or that isn't you know something you just inherently can make happen by just having the software.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the software
0: is
1: not magic, and you know if you see a lot of bad PowerPoints, it's not the software's fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But also, it's good to respect that if you're asking people who don't have a storytelling or graphic design background to make a PowerPoint, don't be hard on them if what they make is just okay.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And I think the other thing that's a downfall, I think it was trying to be helpful, um, but was when PowerPoint created all these templates. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're great, I guess, but I feel like I just, I can't, personally, I can't really support anyone (laughs) using them on a regular basis. I just feel like it would be better almost, I feel like to tell, to just give people a blank white PowerPoint slide that has nothing on it and just teach them how to put some text boxes and colors and shapes in there and they probably would come out with something better on their own than feeling like they have to cram everything into this template.
1: Yeah so have you do you use the um, the Apple version Keynote?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah so I, I had a debate with a friend of mine years back and we were going back and forth about which was better PowerPoint or Keynote and at this mm-hmm. point both pieces of software have practically all the same functionality. Mm-hmm. And One of the points that Um, My friend brought up that I think is a really good point is where did the what are the templates like? So if you Mm -hmm. look at the PowerPoint templates um, The thing that they all do is that starting slide They give you when you create a brand new uh, PowerPoint deck using one of the templates is one that immediately puts you into writing bullets Mm -hmm. That's the default for every single one of those templates. So of course it funnels people into I'm in PowerPoint, of course I should add bullets, especially if they have no idea what else to do. Right. The keynote right. templates don't start out with bullets, and it's you know it's design choices like that from on the point of the software mm-hmm. that, slow, that sort of encourages you to think about the, how to use that software in a different way. So mm-hmm. you know by just simply not starting you out with bullets subconsciously is telling you you don't have to use bullets, you know
0: hmm. That's such a good point, because what are the, the things that people always, you know, get feedback on about their PowerPoints? Too much text, too many yeah. bullets, too many text, too much text in bullets, <laughs> you know, like those are the biggest things. So, yeah, you're, you're totally right. They should just reevaluate that, <laughs> that in general. So we are getting to the end of our time and I've Ooh. enjoyed talking to you so much. Um, but is there anything that you would like to say before we hang up? Anything that you, you know, you want people to hear? Um, Yeah, anything.
1: I think, and this is a thing that whenever I talk about design, I always want to get across is that you don't have to be an outstanding artist to be able to learn the the basics of graphic design. I Mm -hmm. earnestly believe in my heart that every person, no matter what their fine art skill is, can learn to do graphic design basics themselves. Yes, agreed. It's just a matter of a little bit of practice and experimentation and being willing to kind of suck for a little while until you get better. It's hard, especially for those of us as adults learning a new skill to be in that awkward, ugly duckling phase, Mm -hmm. but you get past it really fast and you'll be so surprised by what you're able to do if you just put a little time and effort into learning the basics. Yep, I completely agree.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope to talk to you soon.
1: Yeah, this was so much fun.
0: Yeah, thank you.